Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys, where I bring you everything you need to know what's going on in the PC industry, maybe some of the other stuff, but mostly the PC industry. I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and let's get on with the program slash show. All right, Remedy, yes, the ever-popular developer that has made Quantum Break, the two Max Payne games, uh, Alan Wake, a lot of great games that come out from this developer. Well, they kind of, uh, well, they didn't really explain themselves very well, and they kind of had a little confusion. So let's break it down. First, they released a game uh, way back in May uh, that was uh, Quantum Break, and it was uh, an interesting game. It got okay reviews. I didn't review it because there was just way too many games that were being played that month, that month and I couldn't, just couldn't get around to it. But if you bought the Xbox One version, you can go and get it on the Windows 10 store. And most PC gamers do not like the Windows 10 store very much. There were just a lot of problems with the game. There was a lot of shuttering. Frame rates were not very good. There was just tons and tons of problems with it. Well, someone was mad and tweeted and his madness about the game and his dissatisfaction with the game. And one of the people from Remedy said, well, we won't be supporting it anymore, which raised eyebrows because they have decided to launch or make Quantum Break for Steam and so people were like uh, well why why are you supporting us? So Remedy has come out and said no we're going to be supporting this and putting it on Steam at the same time so don't worry if you bought it on Windows 10 store you're still covered. So with this big misunderstanding everybody's still good. They're all good, everybody. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Now, the biggest news for today is that No Man's Skies has finally launched on Steam. Yes, it has been a week since, well, actually like three or four days since it actually was launched on PS4, and we've been dying to actually play it. And, well, it's one of the biggest launches on Steam this year with... Uh, 212,620 people playing it. Now, there also has been some problems with it as well as to be expected because every big new launch, there's a lot of problems with it. I was at work all day, so I couldn't actually play it until probably tonight, which I'll probably play it because that's what I do for you guys. I review this stuff. Uh, but yes, it is one of the bigger launches. And just to go see how it relates to other games that were launched. Uh, XCOM 2 had a 133,022 uh, concurrent players. Dark Souls 3 had 129,975. Uh, Total War Warhammer had 113,019. Starbound had 62,301. That was an early access. Doom had 44,271. Hitman had 12,582 concurrent. Now, the all-time breakout are uh, Sterellis, which is 68,602. Uh, Stardew Valley, which is 64,632. Uh, Rimworld had 15,000, and so on and so forth. And now the all-time most popular ones... Uh, Rocket League had 103,129, that is during a free weekend. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt had 92,267, and uh, Ark Survivor Evolve had 84,961 during a free weekend, mind you, and Rust had 64,982. So it's a pretty good, it's pre they did a pretty good job. I mean, other games have done pretty good, but that's 
a lot. It's really good for a game just being launched today on PC. Now, I said on PC because I know it's already been launched on PS4 on Tuesday when the PC version should have been launched. But no, they decided to hold it back for reasons. I always say reasons because I don't really know the reasons why. They don't give it. But if I ever found out, I would tell you. All right, Bethesda's come out saying, well, Elder Scrolls 6 will be released when it's ready. And that's usually what what it is about it. The funny part about all this and why it's actually somewhat relevant is that Peter Hines, one of the vice presidents of Bethesda, has said, you know what, I just got sick and tired of people asking me when it's going to come out. So I said, yes, we're working on it. But I never said when it was coming out, and it won't be quite a while until it does come out. So I would say we won't be seeing any news from it probably until 2017, 2018. So we're going to have to wait a while for it because there's going to be no trailers for it whatsoever until it's almost ready, like he like he gave an example of Fallout 4. And that's what we're going to see. So it should be interesting to see when this trailer is going to be launched because when you know when the trailer is launched, the game's coming out pretty soon. Kind of like Fallout 4 when they launched it at E3 uh, in 2015. Yes, 2015. Uh, so it said it'll be coming out in October or November, and it actually did. So that's how we're going to see the timetable. So be on the lookout for that, but don't expect it anytime soon. Because that's how it's going to be. All right, I got some Overwatch news for you. They're finally going to be releasing or supporting high bandwidth. That's right, instead of the uh, 21 uh, hertz is going to be up to 63 hertz, and that's going to be available for quick play and competitive mode. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because sometimes uh, bandwidth that's low bandwidth can uh, can ruin a multiplayer game. It can basically say that if you were running trying to get behind a wall, it could say that you weren't behind the wall yet, and that's why you die, even though you're like, hey, I was behind this wall. So what it does is the bandwidth is... It's about 21 times, for 21 uh, hertz, it's about 21 times it goes back and forth to your computer, to the server. Now, 63 times is is a lot more, so it knows a better location for you. However, there's other things that you have to consider when you're talking about multiplayer games beyond high bandwidth. There also is latency and lag, as it's called, and how high that is for players. Now, they are going to be doing an update in the future where it will auto update on the bandwidth so you won't be using high bandwidth if you cannot support it but this is great news just to help with uh, some of those shots where you're like I was behind that wall and I got killed and I could say that you're a hacker but everybody else says that so hacker uh, but yeah that's gonna be it so it's great it's great news for that uh, it will help competitive mode and just helps all around I know DICE did this way back in Battlefield 4 when it had a whole bunch of issues and they used, I think they used 120 hertz, if I'm not mistaken. But it's good to see that Blizzard has bumped it up just to help with um, some issues with that and making sure that, well, you get the best game you can get, depending on what it is. All right, for Halo Wars 2, the beta actually won't happen until early 2017. Yes, there was a beta for Xbox One, which I actually downloaded and never played, because that's how not very smart I am sometimes. But uh, they did have uh, a beta, and they did get a lot of great feedback on it. Now they're saying that, yes, it's going to be a beta, and we care about our PC gamers, but it won't be coming until... 
much later, closer to the launch of the game, and they're saying you're going to have enough time for this. But we've all heard this before. Even DICE has said that when they've had like a beta, like, what, two weeks before the game is supposed to be released. Oh, we'll fix everything. Nothing was fixed. Uh, so I'm a little skeptical about this only because I've heard it before. It's not really... There's no a lot of times there's really no way a developer to actually fix something in a short amount of time. There's a lot of coding involved, and even though you have tools and it does cut down on time for doing that, it's probably it's not gonna always cut down the time. And so when they say this, I'm always like, mm, I think you're gonna fix this later on, but not before launch. So we'll see. Maybe maybe it's gonna be a month or two uh, later. Maybe not. You really don't know. And that's the thing. But I'd be glad to play Halo Wars 2 on the PC because it's a strategy game, and strategy games are like, this is the bread and butter of PC gaming. Not saying you can't play it on console, it's just a lot better on PC. Like, I prefer first-person shooters. Why? A lot better on PC. My opinion, obviously, but I still think the keyboard and mouse is superior for that type of genre. And speaking of first-person shooters, Shadow Warrior 2 will be released on October. That's right. The ever, well, if you're more progressive, racist, uh, <laughs> protagonist, Lo Wang, and I, that's that's actually the protagonist, uh, will be coming back for the second version of Shadow Warrior. Now, Shadow Warrior was an old 3D Realms game kind of taken from uh, Duke Nukem 3D and just made a new warrior, or a new uh, protagonist, and it was a Asian protagonist, and it was Shadow Warrior. And now they've, they redid it with the first one, which was great and fun, and now they're doing a new one, which should be awesome and interesting at the same time. Uh, but if you are one of those people that really cares about diversity and all the other fun stuff, you may not like this game at all. I would say avoid it like the plague. Avoid it like the progressive plague. Because it's not progressive enough for you. But yes, should be interesting. Should be fun. But everything's coming out in October. So you have that. You have Titanfall 2. And you have Battlefield 1 so far. Alright, you thought THQ was over. Well, you were wrong. THQ Nordic is a thing now. Yes, Nordic Games is going to be rebranded as THQ Nordic. And so the late great THQ that shuttered a few years ago, more, more uh, precise 2013, is now going to become THQ Nordic because Nordic Games bought a bunch of different IPs or intellectual properties or games licenses from them when they were doing their big sale or going away sale or we're not a company anymore sale. And they bought several different ones. Darksider is one of them. A Supreme Commander is another one. And Red Faction is another one. So it should be interesting to see what they do with it. And if it actually will be any good. Because uh, that's, another, that's another thing that they, should, they need to really figure out. But yes. THQ has risen again as THQ Nordic. And it's not in California anymore. It's going to be over in Europe. So yay, it's back, if you care about that. If you don't, yeah, whatever. What is? All right, the ever popular GoldenEye Source. Yes, the mod transformation of the original N64 title, GoldenEye, has added some, you know, new maps. It's a major update since 2013. So you have to wait three long years for this update, but they've made some significant changes. You can now strafe run 
because that's always a good thing to have. Uh, you will also be able to play uh, some new multiplayer modes and some new maps as well. They redid some of the maps, especially the dam map, the one that you played in the first game. It was the first map. Uh, they've redid it a little bit to actually be a little bit more functional, but they said they try to stay true to the original map. So if you actually have that game and it's, it's a mod, so it's free, you should, you know, Boot it up again and see what it's all about. But it should be interesting. And I always love mods and how they do anything. But this is one of the longest running mods uh, so far. It's on version 5. Wow. Most games nowadays don't even go past maybe version 3 or 4. It's version 5. All right. Moving on to Battlefield 1 news. Well, first of all, uh, EA and DICE have released in Battlefield Insider where you can sign up for the beta, and I did for the PC. Now, you have to understand that it's only one account for which uh, console or platform that you want to play on. So make sure you have multiple, <laughs> multiple emails so you can do multiple different accounts. <laughs> but another one was, is, or are, anyways... The newest news, the newest news, well, I'm just, I'm just doing tongue, tongue twisters on myself, but uh, Battlefield 1 has a new gameplay trailer on vehicles and how important they were to history in general and to Battlefield and how they're going to be played. You're going to have, obviously, planes, you're going to have attack planes and bombers, you're also going to have different types of tanks from light, medium, and hard, or hard, uh, heavy tanks. They're hard, too. I mean, they're metal, so, I mean, they're hard tanks. Uh, but what they want to do is to make sure that tanks are the most fearsome thing on the battlefield, which is understandable and should always be, because you should always be afraid of those tanks, because they can kill you. Uh, but another thing they're adding is two other classes, specifically for tanks, so a tank driver and a pilot for the airplane, so you can be efficient and Either uh, piloting either one of them. Now make sure when you do spawn, you spawn on those two and not just regular soldiers like before so you can fly them or pilot them efficiently and not die in two seconds. But you might. You might. It, it depends. I haven't played it yet. I really want to play it. But I'm actually really excited for this when it comes out because it's in World War One and not very many games are made in World War One, except for Verdun. I do know Verdun is on Steam, and it's World War One, but that's really the only one that I know of that actually focuses on World War One. The rest of them has been World War Two or modern, because World War Two got old after a decade. True story. Moving on to uh, talking a little bit about Doom and one of the. One of the makers of it, ID, one of the employees there, uh, was talking about it and, well, actually said the game director, so he's, he's one of the bigger guys, uh, said about Deathmatch and how it's going to be coming out, but how they didn't know how big Deathmatch was or how much, how much people wanted it, and they were trying to focus on team gameplay and making sure that was all right, uh, and, well... They, their basically was, oops, our bad. We're going to try to get this out as soon as possible. But my thing is, really didn't know it was that popular. Deathmatch is like the quintessential thing for Doom. Doom kind of created Deathmatches. It's what made it popular. Doom is what Deathmatches were all about. It was Doom and Deathmatches. They go together like bread and butter. Because it is 
literally like the original bread and butter of first-person shooters. Not gonna lie, Doom was the one that made first-person shooters really popular. Even more, more or less Doom 2, but the Doom franchise made it really popular. Now, other games have made it even more popular, but Doom got started. But it's glad to, I'm glad to see that they are, you know, listening and taking strides. Even though it was interesting to hear that uh, they were a little surprised about the campaign being so awesome, more than the multiplayer, but they also understood because you can do a lot cooler things on the campaign that you can't do in the multiplayer. So there's a little dichotomy in there. But it's fascinating that they just didn't really know that Deathmatch was really important to people. Ah, they should have known this. They should have known. Doom. Alright, anyways, moving on. Riot is going to be suing, well, a bot service called League Sharp. Yes, League Sharp was a way for you to basically cheat. Yes, let's it's to add scripts or little lines of codes to uh, you playing your character, and you could do something like uh, get automatically get last hit or uh, different types of scripts. Um, and then it was a paid service for $15 a month. You could, it capped it at 50 games, and $50 a month, it was, uh, well, unlimited. You can do different ones. What they also found out is if you were making money off this, as well as the service as well, and the makers of it, and uh, Riot did get in contact with them saying, hey, you're doing this, please stop. And apparently they decided to dock some of their employees, and so they're getting sued. Why would they do this? I don't know. It sounds like a very bad idea to do this. It just, it just doesn't work. Why would you do that? So yeah, they're, they're in really big trouble. They also did some other things on social media and like releasing information about their employees that they probably shouldn't have. Now they're trying to delete all of them, but it's on the internet. So good luck trying to scrub that. And they tried to apparently, as this is through Riot only, said that they tried to create a shell company in one of the South America countries to avoid legal trouble. And I don't think it's going to be working. I think they're going to be in very big trouble if there's a lot of evidence there and they've captured those evidence. They could be in big trouble, especially the doxing part. Don't dox. Do not dox. It's do doxing is bad. Don't ever do it. Even if you don't like somebody, don't ever dox. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And if you all are not hip on the internet lingo, if you're wondering what doxing is, doxing is basically people on the internet find your name, home address, anything else that is personal or private information that you can't readily get on the internet, and then you give it out or you release it on social media sites and or other sites as well. Uh, people have done it before. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's kind of messed up, but that's the nature of online. Moving on to one of my favorite games. The Witcher 3 is getting a Game of the Year edition, and it's coming out this month, August 30th to be exact. And I'm pretty sure that the people like me that already have the original game will be getting the updates for it. There will be significant changes to the game interface and mechanics. They also will, if you get the Game of the Year edition, will get the base game, all the free DLCs, plus Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine as well, which are both very good uh, DLCs that I highly recommend. Uh, so check it out. It'll be it'll be launching at the end of this month, August thirtieth. So you have a little while, but not that long to wait. And uh, another sad thing is that this will be the last Witcher game for quite a while because looks like uh, CD Projekt Red is not going to be making one 
for quite a while. They're going to be moving on to other things, like uh, Cyberpunk's 2077 is another one of them that they're making. But yes, it's going to be quite a while for for The Witcher 3. It's going to be right, it's riding off into the sunset. This is the last thing they're probably going to do for it. All right, are you playing Evolve? Well, Evolve Stage 2 is getting another update, and it's going to be about uh, co-op versus AI playlist and a deadlier orbital drill, plus with a map that basically is quite deadly and in some ways could heal you or the monster. So if you are in love again with Evolve or you just got into it, this is the time to do it because they are updating it, and, well, players are actually playing it quite a bit. Now, when it first launched... Uh, well, people were upset. The DLC structure was weird. It seemed like they were just taking advantage of us, and it just did not look good for Turtle Rock Studios and 2K. But they decided to go free-to-play, and, well, it exploded again, which is great. I think it's a good game. It's a functional game. So, I don't really hate it for that. But, yeah. So, if you're still into it, there it is. There's a event going on called Sheer Madness. So, join in the madness. Yes, the madness, the madness. All right, there's some updates with uh, Titanfall 2, and uh, the developers were specifically talking about matchmaking. Now, in the original Titanfall, uh, most matchmaking would be uh, reliant on your win and loss ratio. Uh, and this this is for a lot of matchmaking. You would see who would win and loss. Try to balance the team between that. Well, they're going to be changing a little bit to look at any, what individual players do to make sure it's more of an interesting game. Uh, so I kind of like how they're doing this because it could be actually an interesting way of doing of seeing how they can get players to have a closer game. They're also going to be having a new system for uh, when players just leave the match and it's very lopsided with not very many players on one side and too many players on the other side. So they'll be focusing on that too. But the matchmaking in particular looks very interesting because of it's not just the win to lose ratio it might be a kill death it might be how many times they might even look at like a look at your games and how your peak times you do very well and your valleys where you just are doing awful so bad that your team's like why are you still playing this game You're like i don't know i'm just trying to get good don't hate me don't kick me either uh but yeah that's how what they're going to be doing. So it should be interesting to see what other things they're going to be talking about until in October when it comes out. October 28th. Yes. Battlefield 1, October 21st. <laughs> Titanfall 2, October 28th. I really don't know why it's so close together, but hey. What is? All right. Are you an AMD graphics card user? Well, there is a new Crimson driver that will basically help you with a lot of different uh, bugs. That happens apparently one of them that still isn't fixed is with the amd overlay which basically well it, it doesn't play nicely with it but since the release of the rx460 rx470 there are going to be some new uh some new updates for it one is uh dota 2 may experience lower than expected performance when amd crossfire mode is on division as well has poor crossfire <laughs> scaling Oh, the division. You're just always terrible. And Overwatch may experience an application crash on some Arena RX 48 configurations when using that. So these are just some of them, but there are a handful of other uh, updates for it that will kind of help squash bugs because AMD is chugging along on squashing those bugs and making sure it plays really well for you. Uh, because I think these, these uh, the 
RX 400 line is a really great line and it's one of the better ones that uh, AMD has come out with even though it does have its bugs I think uh, for gamers it's a win because it is an affordable line of, of graphics cards that are that are pretty good and won't break the bank kind of like what Nvidia does a lot all right and interesting one so there was a well an impressive modder that uh, remade Metroid 2, a side-scroller uh, game, because Metroid 2 was a side-scroller, way back when Nintendo was popular or NES, and so we decided to, you know, do an HD version of it, upgrade it, and all this other fun stuff. Well, Nintendo said, yeah, you gotta stop. They sent a cease and desist letter to say, you know what, we love what you're doing, but we have to protect our properties, so stop. But uh, the good thing is that the guy that does this says, hey, look, don't get bent. Nintendo, they're just doing it to protect their own, their own uh, IP, and I completely understand it. But I will try to get uh, updates and fixes for you as soon as possible, and good luck trying to find it. But yes, he, he technically cannot make it anymore, even though you're like, what about like parody and free speech? Technically, yes. Uh, but it's not really a parody. He's actually borrowing and lifting off exactly what the assets are, not really making fun of anything. So there is that, and they do have to protect their prop, their intellectual property. And I, I side with the guy saying, hey, don't get mad. They're just trying to protect their own property. And I completely agree with that. They are protecting their property. If they don't do it, then other people will steal it. And that's not a good thing for their bottom line. Even though they have Pokemon Go, they still need to protect their other very popular intellectual properties like Metroid, Mario, Pokemon, obviously, Kirby's kind of popular, uh, Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Star Fox, all those, they still need to protect as well. And an interesting note is that yesterday Microsoft bought a live streaming service called Beam. Now, Beam was a way for people to kind of be a little bit more engaged with the online the streamer and see what he's streaming and kind of be interactive with it and like choose a loadout and all this other stuff. Well, yesterday they decided to buy Beam and Beam accepted and so they will be uh, joining Microsoft. Now, nothing will change as of right now, but eventually down the line they could just become Xbox live streaming or just rebranding into something else. We don't really know. Hopefully that the service for PCs in general will not shut down because Beam is actually a pretty good service. It's smaller than, well, Twitch and YouTube gaming and maybe Hitbox, but still a very interesting one. I say best luck for you to you guys at Beam. Uh, all the best for you. Hopefully you'll be able to scale and still make a really great product because it was pretty good as it was right now. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really good. Uh, but still, best of luck. It was a surprise to me that this actually happened, but hey. Surprises happen all the time in tech. You never really know who's going to get bought because there's so many things going on at the same time. But like I said, best of luck to you guys. It's pretty awesome that you guys got picked up and that Microsoft believes in what you're doing as well. So, I mean, big company can do that. That's off to you guys. All right, deals for the week. Yes, I know uh, Man's Guys is out, but that's not a deal. It's not. It's a new game. Yes. But Ghost Simulator is 75% off for $250 on Steam. Uh, XCOM 2 is 45% off at $32.99. That's a really, really good game that you should have. If you don't have it, I don't know why you're weird. And we have uh, the Calypso Anniversary Weekend. So there's a whole bunch of games on sale. Everything from uh, Tropical to uh, Dis uh, Disciples to Blood Knights. Uh, 
whole bunch of other things. Dungeons is kind of a dungeon keeper of spiritual successor. It's not as popular, but yeah, it's one of them. There's a t whole ton of them as well. Now on GOG, you have 25% off 8-bit armies, which is awesome. Uh, and you have uh, Stronghold is on sale. Thrine series is on sale. King's Bounty is on, sa is on sale. Men of War series is on sale. Uh, uh, Shadwin is on sale as well. Uh, Pilot Brothers, a whole bunch of them is on sale, so go check it out. I put the links in the show descriptions just so you guys don't have to go fumbling around if you need to. And all right, that is the end of Gamers Cafe. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and please uh, subscribe to Digital Coffee at iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. Also follow Digital Coffee at Twitter at digitalco77ee at Facebook digitalcoffee.com or digitalcoffeepodcast, not .com. That's my website. Digital Coffee Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast. Bindingdigital.coffee. Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at digital.coffee. All right, guys. See you Monday when I talk to you about what's going on in tech and digital coffee. Have a great weekend. Later.